Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. I'm Hussam. And I'm Guillaume. In this podcast, we are going through the fundamental concepts of corporate treasury, which I learned from my experience working at a big four consulting company. And he'll explain it in a way that someone like me who knows nothing about the topic can understand. We hope you enjoy the episode. So take us through cash flow forecasting. With great pleasure. So now that we have tackled cash positioning uh, and since we covered what cash management is, cash flow forecasting should be a no-brainer. So it's an interesting topic also because it's very representative of what treasury is actually. So let's start by the obvious, the very name of the topic, right? So forecasting is pretty straightforward, predict or estimate a future event or trend. And by cash flow, we mean the inflows, so the money coming in, the outflows, the money going out, which gives us, if added up, the net cash flow, so the difference between the money coming in and the money going out. Here we are talking about predicting or trying to predict as accurately as possible the money coming in and going out over a certain period. Treasury departments usually look at it over a week, a month, three months, or a year, depending on how far they want to have a vision on. And obviously, the further in the future, the less accurate. Okay, makes sense. It's not so uh, complex yet, but things tend to be a lot more complex than that. What are you not telling me? <laughs> so indeed, it's rather simple, but what is interesting is how we get this information, what we do with it, and how to make it as accurate as possible, right? Because as everything that you forecast, nothing is ever it's so a crystal ball exercise, we say. Exactly. Nice. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, some treasury departments call it this way, actually. Oh, yeah, what is your cash flow forecasting method? Oh, yeah, we use the crystal ball. So they just like try to think about how it's going to go in the future. But so indeed, let's start by what we do with it. Um, and let's start with the net cash flow positive. So this means I have more money coming in than going out on the given period, right? So then I can, for instance, look a bit further to see and check if this trend continues. If yes, if that's the case, I can decide to invest part of that positive cash flow, right? And gain money out of it. We just tackled it. You don't want to sit on too much cash. So if you see that in the near future, you're going to have an excess of cash, well, it could be a good opportunity to invest it. Um, and you can also choose to finance some other part of your business, such as projects, etc. If not, well, then you already have enough time to plan accordingly and save part of your money to be able to comply with your financial obligations in the further future. Now, if the net cash flow is negative, which means I have less money coming in than going out for the given period. Again, it does not obviously mean that my business is losing money. It just means that at the moment we are looking at, I have more payments to do than I will collect money. So it can be because of seasonality. Uh, clients are paying late, for instance, or it can be a period where you will have to pay your taxes on top of your employee's salary at the same time, etc. But so, if the net cash flow is negative for a long period, then it can become a problem. It might lead to some financial difficulties, and it can also be a symptom of your business not running correctly, right? Or simply an indicator that you're losing money. So, it might lead to insolvency, the word we just pointed at the beginning of this episode. So, this term is used when a company can no longer meet its financial obligation to lenders and debts when they become due. Okay, so if I was to summarize all of that. Please. So the 
key thing about cash flow forecasting is, of mm. course, accuracy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You want to be as accurate as possible so that you know what can you invest in the future or not, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah. And you took us through something that we talked about in our first episode, I believe, which is being cash flow positive or cash flow negative. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which is, well, do you have abundance of cash coming in versus going out? Which mm -hmm. means at the end of that period, your position will be positive. Yes. Versus when it started. Um, or you could be cash flow negative, which is you're spending more than you're making in that mm -hmm. period, uh, which could be just that period of time. Maybe it's tax quarter, maybe it's uh, bonus season, maybe exactly. it's something like this. You yeah. have more outflows in your business. Mm -hmm. um, or it could be indicative of a bigger problem in your business. You're really sinking. And if the, you can't find a good reason for it, you're just, your business is in big trouble. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. So, in that scenario where you have that negative cash flow, mm -hmm. how do you, uh, let's say, counteract it or counterbalance yes. it? Right. Yeah. You want to be. You want to get out of that as quick as possible. I assume. Indeed. But whilst you're there, what do you do? Do you you have your position? So you eat into your position. Mm -hmm. um, do you have like order drafts in the corporate world? Mm -hmm. Is that something that uh, that works? Absolutely, Sam. So. Um, corporations do absolutely have those overdrafts that you uh, just mentioned. We call this actually an overdraft facility. That's something you might even have as an individual on your bank account, right? Your retail bank might be allowing you to go under zero. That indeed allows you to get money out of the bank account, even if this one reaches zero. It can be a solution, indeed, uh, to make up for temporary negative cash flows, but it's not the one you look for in the first place. Well, because it costs money, obviously. Uh, you typically have this with a banking partner and banking partners do not do that for free, or at least most of the time. So another way of tackling this issue or offsetting uh, your forecasted negative net position could be to, for instance, ask your suppliers for more delay, right? Uh, we said that your business wasn't obviously losing money if you are negative net cash flow, but it can just be that you have to pay too early and your clients pay you too late. So you need to adjust this in order to make a positive net cash flow. Which leads me to my second proposition. You can also ask your clients to pay earlier, for instance. So it's all about managing how and when money goes in, goes in and comes out. So if you can't manage with your overdraft, you would try and adjust your uh, ins and outs, right? Your cash in, cash out flows. Exactly. To manage it. Yeah. And that, again, goes back to something we talked earlier as well, which is around a lot of it's a negotiation and discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, right. it's part so of the negotiation. Indeed. It's part of knowing, first of all, is knowing if there's a problem and then working with your business providers or suppliers, mm -hmm. suppliers or clients up and down your supply chain to, to get to a position where you can actually handle it. Yes. Makes sense. How does that cash flow metric work in the business boardroom? So I understand it's super important for a corporate treasurer. Yes. Um, that's his job or her job in that situation. Mm -hmm. But to upper management the cfo the overall ceos of those companies yes how what are they looking for in the cash flow forecasting and yes. how do they use that to drive business decisions typically Usan, again that's a very good question uh, and indeed cash flow forecasting is part of the overall strategy decision making right it's a very useful metric um, and so to answer your question, uh, how does it uh, affect the boardroom? Well, it can lead to certain decision-making, right? Such as, can we pay dividends to our shareholders? Do we have the cash to do so? Uh, and or bonuses to our employees as well. You might as well want to be able to invest in new projects, uh, in research and development, for instance. For this, you need available cash. 
can you hire new people either to put on that new project of yours or like just develop your business? Can you open a new store or a new plant or a new whatsoever? So the cash you have decides how your business is driven, right? Cash is like a super important metric. And for the companies, it's the case as well. They want to be able to say, okay, in the upcoming future, we're going to be able to do this, 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 or not, and make decisions accordingly. Very cool. So it plays into the overall strategy because that gives you cash available to be able to make strategic decisions. Exactly. Entering new markets, expanding your business. For instance, as well. Or having to reduce your business or delay investments, delay dividends, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Obviously with different uh, levels of priority, right? Yeah. Um, okay, look, super clear, Guillaume. Thank you very much for that. I think we understand a little bit more about Pleasure. cash flow forecasting and why that's important.